it guides it towards the uprights and it's there! Straight between the uprights it is! What a magnificent rugby league try! Oh, make no mistake, they are white hot! This will be a try! 85 metres, the most remarkable try! Try, try, try! G'day guys, welcome back to the Mad Monday podcast. Um, I'm your host Nathan and with me are my two brothers Lachlan and Joshua. Josh back um, after having a bit of time off last week. Um, to go play with his dilly. So, <laughs> turn it up. Um, welcome back, mate. Thank you. Thank you. Back into the potty, mate. You missed a bit of a decent one last week. I'm sure you would have wanted to rip onto the Broncos. I know you've been frothing at the <laughs> mouth to, uh, to, to um, give us your insights on uh, how close they'll come to the bottom of the ladder this year. But um, first off, boys, how is everyone? Yeah, good. I'm good, mate. Um, yeah, obviously missed the podcast last week. So, keen to get in. Uh, talk about some season uh, previews this week. Mm. Uh, where are you, Lockie? What about yourself, mate? Um, you melted today. How hot has it been in Buddy Brisbane? Oh, dude, I'm yeah, I'm loving the heat. At the same time, I'm hating it because you walk inside, mm. you sweat. Yeah, man. You walk inside, you sweat. <laughs> I think how you do. Yeah. <sighs> well, um, Josh, obviously, we might start the podcast off with your predictions from last week. Right. Last week, we spoke about uh, the Broncos, uh, the Raiders. Uh, Cronulla Sharks and the Canterbury Bankstown Doggies. Um, so give us a bit of an insight, mate. Give I'll give you a couple of minutes yeah. to kind of run through your thing and see where you're um, at. Well, obviously, you boys touched on 2020 season um, and the ins and outs um, last week. So I'll just touch on what I um, foresee in the 2021 season for the teams. Um, we'll start off with the Broncos. Um, look, I'm, I am still unsure about Walter's coaching ability. Um, he could surprise me. Um, I just don't know if he can make an immediate impact this season. I think going forward, maybe, yeah, once he finds his feet, um, coaching at a regular level uh, in the NRL, because it is different, you know. Um, and obviously, you guys talked about the ins and outs, and I think the Broncos have lost um, probably their best player, close to it anyway, um, in Dave Jafita going down the, what is it, the um, M1? Yeah, the M1. Yeah, to Gold Coast. Um and I think like Brisbane missing stags until about round 13. Um, that's a massive out for the Broncos as well. I think obviously they've got some young talent um, coming through, uh, which, you know, they should play a bit better footy this year. Um, but I still think it's going to be a pretty um, hard year for the Broncos just because I think what I've done anyway is I've just gone through and I've, I've, I've seen who um, – who would beat who, you know, like who I would think, you know, which teams would beat which teams this year. Um, and I think the Broncos will beat some teams. They might worry some other teams late in the year, but um, I think they're probably going to end up about 13th. Thereabouts. They won't have it as bad as a year as last year, but um, obviously they're still missing some of the game-breaking qualities, um, you know, that that Stags, you know, obviously brings to their team as well. Um and unfortunately, I think maybe just in some of those close games, they might, um, you know, they, they might just fall a little bit short. So, yeah, I'm picking them um, for 13th. Uh, just to touch, touch on that quickly. So, you spoke about the worries with Kevy and all that. Where does that kind of generate from? Does it um, generate from I just, just with the way he handled the Queensland no, team? Look, he, he kind of came into a Queensland team where um, – a lot of their stalwarts, you know, a lot of the a lot of the guys that were there for long periods of time, they were all leaving. So it was kind of like a he was he was in like a interchange period between, you know, the Queensland of now and the Queensland of old. 
Um, I think I, I just just listening to him. I haven't listened to him a whole lot, but just listening to you know his commentary on the game and that sort of thing, he just kind of seems like. I mean, he could have a, he could have an amazing football mind, or I don't know. But just listening to him, it kind of sounds like um, sometimes he's a little off with the fairies. And I think as a coach at an NRL level, you have to be clued onto everything, absolutely everything going on within your club. And um, yep, you know that's that's what worries me about Kevin Walters' coaching is that he. Like he could prove me wrong. He could come out and have a cracker year and all that sort of stuff. It's just from what I've listened to him or heard from him so far, it it, it just I don't think that he has at the moment the the mindset yeah to be able to um, compete anyway. But um, we'll go. We'll move on anyway um, to Canberra. Uh, Canberra. I think they've um they've lost a couple of quality players um, in Bateman and and Kotrick. Um, and uh, I, I still see him performing similar as they did last year. Um, I think they will make the finals. They don't. They won't go. You know, too deep into the finals this year. I think some teams might work them out. Um, and uh, you know, obviously Ricky will still have them firing and um, you know, troubling some teams throughout the year. But um, I've got them finishing fifth. Um, I think um, they've got a good team. They're just. They just lack that top four, um, you know, real uh, – yeah, yeah, real grit about them, um, you know. Um, I think they will, you know, they will beat some some top teams, but they will also, you know, come close or lose to, to some some pretty poor teams too, um, you know, during this year. Um, but that's enough for Canberra, I think. Um, moving on to the Bulldogs. Um, obviously, you guys talked about their, their massive changes – um, Lockie, I think you picked him to come, what, buddy, fourth or fifth or something, didn't you, or sixth? Uh, I think they were sitting around sixth. Yeah, sixth. Um, so, cracking year for him. I, I think they, they're in a similar boat to um, Brisbane where I'm not, I'm still not too sure about Trent Barrett's coaching credentials. I think when he was at Manly, he kind of made a whole lot of excuses as to why it didn't work out. Um, the Bulldogs might be different, but he's still very much um, untried and untested as a, as a head coach. Um, but the only thing that sort of got me um, a little bit more hopeful about the Bulldog season is they have recruited really well. I, I, you know, I'd even argue to say that they have had the best recruitment out of any rugby league team this off season. You know, um, and they have gotten rid of some dead weight, which is you know, which is pretty good for the Bulldogs. Um, I've got them finishing ninth. I think they will, um, they will win some games. You know, they they, they will trouble some teams. Um, and with that quality and they like you guys were talking about last year with, you know, Kyle Flanagan and Nick Kotrick and Corey Allen there now, um, you know, they, they will go a long way to improving what has been pretty miserable um, seasons for them. Um, and they'll obviously give some hope to uh, the Bulldogs fans, the Doggies fans out there. We'll see them all come out of Bloody Bankstown again. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, kebabs in hand and everything. So, um, no, nah, hopefully, hopefully it's looking up for the Bulldogs anyway. Um, obviously, coaching is is still an issue for me, but um, I think they've just recruited better, to be honest. Um, but uh, moving on to Cronulla as well. But I think the last team you guys spoke about last week. Um, I like. Do you have something to say? Um, no, 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 no. Yeah, no, no. Um, just scratching his eyeball, I think. Picking a booger. Um, My bad. <laughs> um, uh, look, Cronulla, they they beat um, every team under him last year, but also lost to pretty well every team above him. Um, and I, I think they're not going to go as good as they did 
uh, last year. Um, I think a lot of guys that stepped up from Newtown, um, they basically, you know, they had the the Newtown side playing in the Cronulla, you know, starting 17 um, last week. And um, I I think those guys are running off a lot of energy and a lot of adrenaline. And um, I don't think they're going to be able to keep that up this season, you know. Um, I think it's going to be a tough year for Cronulla and, um, I, they still have some quality within that team, though. Um, so I think they're gonna they're gonna finish twelfth. I'll, I'll predict them to finish twelfth. I reckon. So that's my uh, my quick predictions for for last year. I uh, not last year. Sorry, last last week. I, Very I, nice. No, I like it. I like it. Um, cool. Well, we might um we might move on to obviously our um, teams for this week for this week's podcast. So uh, we're touching on. Obviously, the Gold Coast Titans, uh, the Manly Warringah Sea Eagles, the Melbourne Storm, and the New Zealand Warriors. Um, four teams that have had some big changes over the preseasons. Uh, over the preseason, sorry, sorry, should I say? Teams that had a pretty good year last year. Both, or I reckon all four teams had a decent year last year. Um, some. Like, 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 probably eighty percent of the the clubs last year kind of struggled through uh, bits and pieces of that season, and 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 struggled with uh, injuries and and all those kinds of things. I think there's two teams in there that played quite good quality football. One team started really well, faded out. One team didn't start very well. You know, kind of started to hit the straps towards the end of the season there. Um, and that team is uh, the Titans. I feel like they. Didn't really start off very well at the start of the season. They didn't kind of like, you know, they, they just kind of floated under the radar. Um, you know, they hadn't really recruited well in the past. And then I think a lot of that's starting to come to fruition now. I think that um, obviously they picked up David Fafita over, <clears throat> pardon me, over the preseason. Um, that's a massive signing for the club. Uh, Holbrook obviously signed on again as well too for a couple more years, I'm pretty sure. I think that might have been at the end of the year there. Um, so it's good to see that they've got that kind of sustainability and, and you know, uh, making sure that they're locking down, you know, their coaching staff as well as, you know, bringing in some new players. Obviously bringing in... Uh, Tino as well. Uh, Tino Fasamali. Tino Fasamali. Yeah. And Herman SAS actually. Him in as well. He's, sorry. So Herman SASA from Newcastle. Yep. Yeah, they're, yep. they're, bringing, they're bringing in a lot of players, but they're also letting a lot of players go too. So, like, obviously, Joy Arrow's gone to the Rabbits. You've got Shannon Boy, Shannon Boy that's retired. Uh, young Tonema Pia, he's got a rugby union. Bryce Carlwood's gone to Eels. Like they've brought in players, but they've also lost players as well. Looking at that, though, you, think, have, like, you have a look at those players though. Like Bryce Cartwright was too busy worrying about his anti-vaxxing stuff last year than playing some decent football. Yeah. He couldn't even get in the first grade squad. You know, um, you, losing Young's probably a, a, a you know a decent loss there for the Titans. Um, I think you know. I think um, they, they they have gotten rid of a fair bit of dead rubber, though. Um, you know, Kenny Hipgrave, he was he has some aggression, but he also spent a lot of time off the field. You know, Nathan Peets, Tyron Roberts, both released. Um, Ryan James, he is kind of a loss, but he also spent a lot of time injured. You know, you can't forget that guy. He's probably only played a handful of games the last couple of years for Titans. I'd argue that yeah, while they have lost. Jai Arrow, which is who was arguably their best player um, the last couple of seasons, um, th- they've gotten back twice as much. You know, they've gotten back Tino um, and Dave Fafita, um, and those two blokes alone um, are worth their weight ten times over. You know, compared to Arrow, I think. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I wasn't really really impressed with Arrow last year, and I don't. And like, obviously. <laughs> Yeah. I reckon he checked. Well, I'll go, I'll kinda, is, it, is, I'll it, kinda, is it a thing with players when they get signed by another club? They just 
don't really he checked out. Yeah, you check you check out from that. Yeah, one hundred percent. He checked out, dude. You saw Angus Crichton did it. Angus Crichton did it at the Bunnies when he signed with the Roosters. Mate, he, oh, he dude, was just Angus Crichton. Angus Crichton checked out a year before he signed. He was. He was starting. Thanks, starting. You already started on him last podcast. He was, he was just a warm body. We'll give you. Well, that will <laughs> ten minutes of the podcast when uh when we start talking about the Roosters and then you can um you can go nuts with that one, Lock. But um. Yeah, like big big changes like we spoke about. Fafita coming in, uh, Tonema Pia as well, coming in as well. Um, no, sorry. He's, yeah, leaving. Asul Malawi. Tina Asul yeah, Malawi yeah. coming in. Um, so th- th- they're two decent signings. Obviously, they play a oh, one-played origin. At the end of the year there, I wasn't really impressed with him at origin, to be completely Tina. honest. I thought, that he was a, I thought that he was a wet sock, to be honest. But... Um, <laughs> But um, you know, like you know, what? I think that if he gets is it because he is it because he went at your your boy Payne Haas? That's why. That's why he's a wet sock. Oh, oh look at him! Don't get <laughs> no, don't get me started on Payne Haas. I'm not happy. I'm not happy with that bloke at all. I'm well off him at the moment. So, um, but that's for another chat. I think. Um, uh, yeah, I think that if he if they can get around, so obviously he's played um, junior football with the likes of David Feeder and and you know other players that are at the, at the at the club now. I think that if he gets around those blokes and uh, you know enjoys playing some football there, I think that he'll probably be um, you know a decent player for the for the Titans. I think if he buys into what Holbrook's selling, then um, you know the Titans go can go a fair way. I think. Um, my like I know that we're kind of pushing forward here, but you know my player to watch there is Fogarty. He's Jamal Fogarty, he is pretty much in line to become the captain of the club. Absolutely. Um, played unreal towards the end of the season there. Like I said, you know, the Titans didn't start very well. I'm not too sure what their win-loss ratio was prior to the middle of the season there or COVID, well, obviously what COVID, but, um, you know, looking at the end of the season, they, they were really hitting their straps, but they've got to maintain that. Yeah. If they don't maintain that throughout the season, if they don't man- maintain that kind of that snowball effect and get that ball rolling, I don't I don't see, you know, I see the Titans not they'll, – they'll pressure the top eight squad sides, but they won't win. You reckon? I don't think I'm not expecting I'm not expecting big things from the Titans. I think I'm kind of staying reserved for the first kind of few rounds of that of the of the um the season. I think that I'd like to see how, you know, Fogarty, um, Ash Taylor, um, I think it's Mitch Rain at, at dummy half there as well too. Um, Possibly you know, those Smith. Forwards gotta... <laughs> Maybe. I don't think right, nah, no. no way. He'll be going. I don't think he had, he gave he gave that much stick to Cooper Cronk for going to a different squad. I don't yeah. feel like he was going to turn around and be like, "Oh, here you yeah, go." Da, 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 da. I don't think he'll go into a coaching or something like that. Hey, see, sorry, sorry. My um, my just my gripe about the whole Cameron uh, Cooper Cronk Cameron Smith thing was that Cronk went to a a genuine premiership contender. He didn't leave Melbourne and go to you know like Wests or somewhere that needed a halfback. He went to Sydney. Went to like in won a premiership, you know, like that. They they yeah, but like West aren't going to be able to pay his pay packet. They'd be under the sombrero. At, at yeah, I know, I know. But that's people. That's but but anyway, that's a, that's that's a completely different different other story. I'm just saying that I think the likes of Ash. I'm still worried about the halves pairing with Ash Taylor and uh, and Fogarty there. I do like Fogarty. I think he's a great player, and I think you'll only get better with with time. But it's 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 they haven't they only gelled towards the end of the season. They've got to maintain that through the entire time. Yeah. If they don't maintain it, then I don't feel like they're going to go too far. For me, I've got the Titans finishing eighth, 
they that's where I'm uh, like in the, in the eight. I'm, I've got them finishing eight. I don't think they're gonna they're gonna pressure the top eight teams, but they're not going. I don't think that they're gonna be up there. All right, all right, lucky. Where do you reckon they're gonna end up? I reckon they're gonna sit fourteenth, fifteenth, fifteenth. Oh, bro. <laughs> Shit. What are you waiting? Like, when you're giving me that look, lock, and I'm thinking, oh, here we go. I'm pressing his buttons here. He's got them up up in the top four. But oh god, no, no, no. I just go, go. Tell me, tell me. Yeah, but they still have players. Obviously, they've got a fair few players coming in. But then you like they don't. It doesn't seem like they gel. They don't. They don't gel as a team. Towards I agree. Towards you looked at when when, uh, when uh, Tyron Robertson, um, Ash Taylor, the halves pair. They didn't. They it didn't seem like they were working with each other. It's more, I do this play, you do that play. Then you do this play, then I'll do that play. Yeah. Rather than, all right, so we work together, we're going to play game. Yeah. Work together, let's get, let's get something going for the boys here. But like, they, they did, just, they figured it out with Fogarty. Fogarty and Ash Taylor was a good halves combo. And they, like they yeah. said, they, they built towards the back end of that season. They really started hitting their straps towards the, you know, the last few rounds of the 2020 My season. only worry about Fogarty is his legs. What do you mean? I mean, if you got... Papali chasing you down and angle tapping you. Okay, yeah, but Papali hit big puppy. Yeah. That's big puppy. He, he, he hit like thirty-seven <laughs> kilometers an hour or something. Like it was ridiculous how how fast Papali was going. Sort of it, Bajas. Dude's got a motor. Have you seen those photos of uh, Al Fogarty at the moment? Oh my yeah, lord! Yeah. Uh, well, I still think like, like a brick shit house. It, it, it like the inserts of uh, Fasamalui and um, Dave Lafita. I think that's going to give the strength of the forward pack again because. Maybe that might spark Kevin Proctor. Maybe. I don't know, because obviously he's been a bit stagnant ever since he left Storm went to the one of the times. He's been real stagnant. Just sucking mud. He's I don't strength, know. Strength though, do you really see do you really see strength coming from David Vafita and Fasua Malawi? I do. I do. They're powerful. You really see strength. You really see him going up against the likes of um like let's go um Nelson Nasafa Solomona. Oh, yeah. That is strength. Dale Finucane, that's strength. Okay, hold on um, a minute. Like David Feeder, dude. Josh Jackson. David uh, Dylan Napa. Um, Blair Hargreaves. David Feeder got the David- ball on the 30-meter line. He got he brushed off tackles at the 40-meter mark in his half and ran and scored a try against yeah, the Cowboys. I think, you know like, David Fafida David only inserts himself when he wants to. He played like a wet paper bag yeah. at the end of the season there for the Broncos. Okay. He was useless. Uh, but is that because it's a product that he was already leaving? He checked out of the Broncos. Didn't want to be at that club anymore. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. I, I, probably. I, yeah. I, I would. I would say. I would agree with that and say. But like you know, what's that to a man's character? I know. If he I wants know. to go and if he wants to go and do and do that because he's checking out and going down the M one, like that's not a player you want on your squad. If he's not getting the minutes he wants, or he's not getting on with players in the team, or whatever else it might be, what is he gonna? Insert himself once in the in a game. He only did that once in a game. David Fafita is not the type of bloke to turn around and 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 take a hit up. That's that's why it's Payne Haas's job. That's why it was um uh like you know um, I'm blank for uh, Matt Lloyd. All those, those kind guys, of things. Joe off and Gary. Okay, well, what, do you, what do you think about Fasma Louis then and Herman Sasa? Like you don't. Uh, the, the only one, the only see, I, the only one I see out of those three is Sasa. He's the only one that shows some form of strength, mate. What, dude? I, I will. I will be reserved. I will be reserved for the first couple of rounds. But I'd love to see those blokes actually take a hit up. Okay. Well, it's probably a bad time to tell you guys that I'm predicting them to come fourth. Oh my lord! <laughs> yeah, I think they're going to have a belter of a season, man. I think that they're going to have a cracker of a season. They've got a great Ford pack. If if Fogarty and and Taylor can figure their halves out, mate, they're gonna they're gonna be hard to stop. 
they are going to be hard. Ooh. So yeah, I'm I'm predicting a, a top four. I'm predicting fourth. That's big. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. Because yeah, write that down. Make sure you've got these numbers because at the end of the season, when I'm looking at them and they're sitting at the bottom of the ladder, mate, I'm hey, laugh. okay. So I this this is this is my this is my theory, right? Of, as to why, right? I look at the Titans. Okay, I think they can beat the Eels. I think they can beat the Raiders. They the, the only reason they lost to the Raiders last year, Papali ankle tap. If Papali does not, Titans going to win it. I think they can beat the Knights. I think they can beat the Bulldogs, the Cowboys, West, Sharks, Broncos, Manly, Warriors, Dragons. I think that the Titans can beat all of those teams. The only teams I don't think they can beat, Melbourne, Roosters, Rabbitohs. That's 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 what I think. I think the Titans, on their day, they can beat any of those teams. I think they just can't go up against Melbourne, Roosters, or Bunnies. I'm shocked. Shocked? That's what I reckon. Shocked and disappointed in you, Joshua. <laughs> no, I'm joking. No, I'm joking. That's your opinion, mate. Well, anyway, well, um, we might leave it there, boys. Um, so, uh, yeah. W- Josh, you're pinging them for, you know, a good season. I'm pinging them for an all right season. Lachlan's given up all hope and he's, you know, they'll be dwelling at the bottom of the ladder there. So Above the Broncos, though. Woo! <laughs> yeah, the Broncos. Well, that's what I picked. Anyway, uh, cool. So, Next team, Manly Warringah Seagulls, uh, the boys from the north, um, or the north of Sydney at least. Uh, they were, like I said before, they, they, their kind of season was going really well until Tommy Turbo busted himself, and then it went to absolute. Yeah, I think you know they they end up finishing thirteenth, and I think that's um that's exactly what. Uh, they like they played for. They played for a thirteenth position. You know, they as soon as Tommy Turbo got injured, they fell apart. You know, it was almost like a, a, a Manly might be able to make the eight if Turbo comes back. Oh, you know, they might win this game if he comes back. Oh, he's going to come back for a couple of games for Origin. Like, you know, it was the whole season surrounded by Manly was when is Turbo going to be back? When is he going to be back? When is he going to be back? And that's what it ended up being. It ended up being a season of them just waiting and losing games and and not playing good footy at all. Um, yep. And, you know, they haven't they haven't um, recruited well. They haven't had a good recruiting season. They've, they've lost Joel Thompson, Corey Waddell, Adam Fanua-Blake, which is a massive out. Um, Albert Hoppawada, he was a good young kid. I don't know if you guys remember, but throughout the season last year, he cracked a tanny, Hoppawada, because he went to um, uh, – where did he go? He got put on loan somewhere and then turned around and said, oh, if I go on loan and I don't play for Manly, I'm leaving your club. So Manly pulled him back and did the right thing by him and he signed with the Raiders. <laughs> um, uh, they've also lost, you know, Brendan Elliott, Danny Levi, Tony Williams. They're all guys that. Um, I think Danny Levi leaving the club's a big loss. Yeah, he's playing for North Devils now, actually. I just saw it today. Hey. Yeah, he's, he's uh, he got signed today by the North Devils. The yeah, for all this is out there. That's the junior club that um we all used to yeah, play. Yeah, you're the tides the of the Yeah, Melbourne. He's a Melbourne feeder club now. So, uh, but look, they haven't the ins. Um, believe it or not, Kieran Foran, um, Andrew Davy. From Parramatta, um, Josh Alloy after cracking the shits at um, Maguire over at Wests for a bloke that doesn't. These, you know what? Uh, we're talking about. Doesn't we're much, we're yeah. talking about characters of guys. Josh Alloy is the kind of guy that you do not want at your club. He he got sick because they were training too hard, so he turned around and said, "I want out of Wests. I don't want to be here anymore." The coach trains me too fucking hard. So, yep. um, excuse my French. Um, and he went to Manly. And if Manly are willing to pick up a bloke like that, it kind of just goes to show the character of um, their, uh, you know, their, their culture at that club at the moment. 
Um, you know, it's really only led by who? Jake Trevojevic, Daly Sherry Evans, mm. the bloke with the longest neck. Evans, yeah, the yeah. bloke with the longest neck in NRL. <laughs> oh, um, you know, I don't, I, I, do, I don't see, I don't see Manly doing anything this year. To be honest I, with you. I, I rate Kieran Foran. Dude, he can't stay I on a football him. field. He runs onto a I football know. field and he injures himself. Yeah, I know that's oh yeah, that's one of the bad things about it, but I rate him as a footy player. He like his depth uh, depth can't say the word depth perception. There we go. Depth perception <laughs> <laughs> You know what? Uh, <laughs> someone gave him a dictionary. <laughs> his depth uh, perception <laughs> Why is that word so hard to get out? <laughs> And he is a bunny supporter. So. Oh, yeah. Well, he's. <laughs> Put your teeth back in. <laughs> <laughs> no, just the way, like, his knowledge for footy is up there with the best players. How do you know? Like, he knows He knows where to look and he knows where to put the ball. How do you know that? He needs, like, he needs a good half next to him, uh, obviously, with Daly Cherry Evans, which I think will be, like, that'll probably be the um, the hardest pairing to watch for the season, I think, with Kieran Fraun and Daly Cherry Evans. What? I think okay. Well, here's here's um here's something for you. Uh, they've so the predicted lineups on NRL.com right now. They don't even have Kieran Foran in. They've got Kieran Foran at nine. <laughs> what? Okay, you know what? With Josh Schuster, with Josh Schuster at uh at the in the six <laughs> jumper and obviously DC at seven. But for me, for, I don't like I don't. What happened to um Cade Cust? Did he move no, on? No, he's he? still there. Oh man, he's not even in the like the other. Yeah, no, he hasn't been released this year. What happened there, man? Because I actually really rated yeah. him throughout the season last so year. I. I actually, actually, when he came onto the field, I think there was a time there with either Dylan Walker was suspended or injured, or whoever was DCE's like like um you know opposite half. He he filled a role, man, and he did it quite well. And I was actually quite impressed with him, and I thought that maybe he'd probably hold onto that jersey if it were, if you know if Foran wasn't going to get it. But with the loss of Danny Levi, obviously from the Seagulls, um, you know that leaves the option for Kieran Foran at nine. He it's probably better for him with his old legs. You know he's an old, he's pretty old. Is it, is it though, dude? Like you get put in the middle all of a sudden instead of having second rows running, you've got props. Yeah, actually, I didn't really think yeah. of that one too. You know, yeah. he, he goes from he goes from making what six seven tackles a game to 30, 40. Mm. And and as far as I can tell, they don't have a hooker. They don't have a hooker. Oh, they, sorry, they do have Cade Cust there. I totally missed his name. He's in the 14th jumper. So for me, looking at that, uh, I'm assuming that um, – oh, man, I'm having a bad day for names right now. Um, Des Hasler. Des Hasler was prob- will probably have them coming off, you know, you know, probably have four and on for the first 30 minutes of the half. Then have Cade Cast played play for that you know first ten minutes, or last ten minutes of the first first twenty minutes of the second, and then four and in for the last you, part. You know there. what this reminds me of? This reminds me of um, Andrew McCulloch and like Jake Turpin. Everyone obviously knew that Turpin was a better hooker, but McCulloch still made the starting side. Mm. For what reason? The thing is, is is they keep putting the same team out or the same guys and expecting things to change, and that's the issue that I have with coaches these days is is in their head they might go oh yeah this bloke's you know he's, he's gonna make a great nine but has he ever played hooker at an NRL level like you're just patching a hole you're not fixing it you know does I'm just having a bit of a look at here so Manasi uh Fainu as well he played really well too last last year he, and he, was, he didn't make last year did he I thought I thought he's under that court charge 
So either they caught. Did he play last year or the no, year before the year, then? Because whatever year that he did play, he played really good football yeah, that year. Yeah. So he, he was that twenty nineteen. Yeah, it was, was it? he. Um, he um benched Coruscant, and Coruscant yeah. was at Manly. Yeah. You know, he was playing some yeah. great footy, but obviously with this, I think it's an assault charge or something like that. So they're under the NRL's ruling, they uh they can't uh, play. Oh, footy. They can't play. Okay. Well, um, obviously, yeah, like you know, for Manly, where did they finish last year? Thirteenth. Um, Thirteenth, so you know that's for me. Like, oh, like I've got Manly finishing seventh. Whoa, really? With with yeah, so with with the um idea that Tom Trebojevic stays fit, I think that the you know inclusion of uh, Kieran Foran into the squad gives that experience on top on top of the on top of the team, gives that, you know, kind of guidance like Lockie was saying. I think I think he's a good player and, yes, he do needs the players around him to be able to play good football, which he hasn't in the past. So, you know, he are we going to see good good from him throughout the season? Who knows? He could he could turn up and play like Aspis, you know, and, and, and not do and not do much. And then that would just leave, you know, Desi Hasler with a massive headache. So um, you know, they've got a couple of blokes in there that could fill the role, um, you know, with uh uh, um, God, Jesus, I'm struggling. Cade Cast, Lockie Croker, and obviously Josh Wooster there as well too, and Dylan Walker. So, you know, that's just going to be a circus for them to try figure that out. So I've got them, I've got them at seven with the kind of an asterisk next to their name to say like, as long as Tom Jaboyevich stays fit, I think that they do they're, they're competitive and they stay in the eight. All right, only just though, only just. I've got them sitting. Maybe ninth or tenth. Wow, wow! Josh has got him sixteenth. I've got him. I've got him finishing fourteenth. Jeez, yeah. I think I think they're, they're putting the same side out there minus you know they're they're one two punch. There's not going to be Adam Fennell Blake out there, and he is was so underrated to that forward pack. Now it's literally all up to Jake Trevojevic. Jake Trevojevic is the guy. At what about Martin Pell? Come on, man. Mate to power, he's not the same he, he used to be. He you know, he might have an offload here or there, but really, I, ever since ever since he brought out that oh I could deadlift three hundred kilos thing, it's just been a it's just been a He's been more worried about that yeah. than anything yeah. else. So ever since then, mate, I've got him finishing fourteenth. I don't think and I don't think that Tommy Travoyevich is gonna be able to stay on the seat uh, on the field um for extended periods of the season. I think that hamstring is gonna keep playing him because Manly aren't doing the right thing by him. He's had a fair, time, a fair lot of time off. Yeah, mm. but it's it's the hamstring. Every time you do it, it's easier to do it. And the fact that he came back and did it again because he wanted to come back and get some games under his belt and play for Origin, that's when Manly should turn around and said, no, like you're contracted to us. You're not contracted to New South Wales. I know you want to play, but you're our marquee player. You're the best player in this club. You need to look after his hamstring. And they didn't. They didn't do it. So I can almost guarantee you, I, I, you know, I'll put five bucks on it. I'll, I'll bet you bikes a six-pack that uh, Tommy Trevojevic should do his hamstring at some point during the season. Fair enough. Because yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping that I'm hoping that I like watching Tommy play. So but, do yeah. I. So do I. But mainly he's ha- definitely under that injury cloud, and that's why I said if it doesn't happen, because because I'm just kind of looking at my 2020 list, 20, sorry 2021 list of, of like the latter. I've got like I said, I have an asterisk next to Manly's name. I think if Tom Trevojevic stays fit, they finish seventh. If he 
shits the bed and he and he does his hammy again or injures himself or whatever else, I've got him finishing 14th. Yeah, I've got yeah. Look, I, but that's yeah. I just like I said, I, I just go through. I see who I think is going to beat who, and I don't see Manly beating many teams at all. I think they beat the Dragons and the Warriors, and that's it. But I only think they beat the Warriors because the Warriors are stationed in Tamworth. You know, that's the only reason. The Dragons are just a dumpster fire of a club at the moment. So, um, yep. Yeah, what's uh, yeah, anyway? Cool beans. Well, um, anything lock? Anything to say, mate? Uh, not really. Yeah, I think you just hit the nail on the head with uh, the whole Tommy Turbo sort of thing. Like, I'm like, I love watching him play, and it was a pretty sad sight to see him get injured. Uh, obviously, it was against the Rabbitohs there. I think I'm pretty sure that was the second time he came back. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Oh yeah, like Josh said, like with with Manly, obviously letting him play because he obviously wanted to play for for Origin was pretty stupid mistake like they should have obviously told him no you're not playing let it rest give it the season and then come back next year obviously stronger but uh yeah he's he's obviously done himself a mischief and like josh said he probably will injure himself next year so yeah cool um right on moving on to the next team boys melbourne storm yeah the winners from last year yeah the boys the boys from the sunshine coast yep I um, I can't believe that Melbourne won another premiership. It just you know it just goes to show really. I know everyone talks about the quality of their culture and all that sort of stuff. You know they didn't spend any time in Melbourne last year and still managed to flatten every team they came across. Man, it was it ever in doubt? I'll put you that to you boys. Was it ever in doubt last year? Did you ever turn around and go, oh Melbourne's not going to win the premiership? No, hundred percent. I I didn't think that. I was like I was obviously I was backing Penrith to win. Yep. Um, I, I think it was a feel-good story, but I knew, I knew, I think even like last year when we spoke about it on the podcast, we all spoke that pretty much Melbourne were going to win. I don't, like it wasn't, you know, um, I, I, like there wasn't really any doubts there that Melbourne weren't going to dominate that game and, and really kind of bring their A game. And yep. um, I think we've said it. They've been there before. They have the experience there, man. And that's the big thing. Like you can have experience in games, but if you have experience in the in like, I was about to say the playoffs then. Um, <laughs> If, or like you know, um, in you know, in the finals and playing finals football, and especially in the grand final as well, because that's a whole different yeah. kettle of yep. dish there, man. Like, um, y- you're gonna shit the bed. I think we said it best. I think we said it best when we said um, Melbourne aren't gonna lose to you; they're gonna lose to themselves. And yep. really, that's it. You just you've got to wait for Melbourne to make a mistake and capitalize on it. And they're so good at not making mistakes and defending mistakes as well that it's almost near impossible. You know. Yeah, I just want to say something real quick here. So, just looking at the 2020 losses that the NRL.com have put up, um, is Cameron Smith is released. Hey. So, on the NRL.com, 2021 losses for the Melbourne Storm, Cameron Smith released. Have they have they just updated that? Is that brand new? Surely there would have been. Buddy. Well, yeah. I mean, I've copy and pasted it from the NRL website. And I've got that too. We need a. I'll, I'll try to put like a little. Breaking news. Yeah, hey, Cameron Smith. Hey, maybe he's going down. Oh, he's going up the M1. That's why they're taking a little while to announce it. Yeah. Maybe he stopped off in New South Wales for a quarantine period or something. Waiting, waiting on you. Yeah, that's probably it. To be honest, but um, yeah, obviously, yeah. Look at looking at the squad that um, like. Who what who have they lost? So, um, they've lost. Uh, Dina they've lost. Okay, so I'll take you through the list of who they've lost. So uh, Suliasi Vanavalu, 
Tino Afasa Malawi. Paul Mavarovsky went to Penrith actually today, so which is quite interesting. Um, but he was on a loan deal. Um, Albert Vete uh, went to Hull. Ricky Letuelli, um, Huddersfield, and Cameron Smith and Sander Oil both released. That's a lot. But in saying that, they've only gained George Jennings, Remus Smith, and Harry Grant. The they really released Sander Oil. Yeah. Well, who? Yeah, but they don't. Do they need to they keep really him? Need him though, yeah. To be honest. Yeah. yeah. But well, look who they look who they brought in. Like they brought in Remus Smith from the Bulldogs. Yep. He was playing Bulldogs, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's playing Bulldogs, so you know he's he's going to come from. He's pretty much like from the look at the predicted lineups for round one. He's he's sitting in the in in on the wing position there. So, um, look, you're looking at that squad, man. They're like for me, I've got them finishing first again. Yeah, I do too. I don't think I don't think the loss of Cameron Smith is going to hurt them as much as what everyone thinks it will. Because you look at you know Harry Grant, man. He is he slotted into that Queensland um, hookers. Position man, and he dominated. Dominated. He made, he made the game. Tigers look good. Yeah, that's the thing. He carried. He pretty much carried the Tigers. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's another reason why I've got the Tigers finishing last oh, th- this really? year. Way but um, <laughs> a lot and other things. When we'll get to them, when we get to them. But you know, looking at them, you know, monster money monsters is in form. I can't like looking at the players that are in their squad, man. I can't think of anyone that I don't like watching. I've, you know, I've got, I've got two things for you that I reckon I'm going to might throw 20 bucks on, throw a multi on for our listeners out there. I'm going to put 20 bucks on Remus Smith to be the leading try scorer the end of this year. And I've got Cameron Munster, Daily M. Surely, surely, I think I think the end of this year. God, he'd be short a number. I reckon. I reckon, I reckon he'd be so like that'd be a short. I reckon he would. Be, I, it's only a matter of time, mate, before he's the best player in rugby league, easily. One hundred percent. Um, I you know what? I, like I would probably I'd probably argue to say that he is the best player in the NRL right now. Uh, yeah, I think well, you know we what? might we might put that one out to the listeners out there. We might put that one up on uh Mon- Monday or maybe Tuesday, guys, and see how what you think. Or after once the podcast is up, you guys can jump and put in your thoughts as well too. But for me, I think that he is the best player in the NRL at the moment. Um, I think that he's he's he, like we spoke about um we like yeah before the grand final last year. Um, obviously we didn't post it up uh you know for everyone to listen to, but um prior to the start of this year, we were running. The podcast just between us three boys, um, and in that last podcast before the grand final, we did speak about Money Monster and how he just makes time for for everyone. He just makes time for himself. So, and we did speak. I think we did speak about it in episode one and two of the podcast this year as well. So, um, look, I yeah, I would argue that he's the best player in the NRL at the moment. Um, any t- and if he went, if he was to go to any team, any team at all, he would they, that team would become an, a top eight squad straight. Would you away. say he is better than Nathan Cleary? Yep, hundred percent. Yeah, really, one hundred percent. Really, hundred percent. He's got you. The, I feel I and you can and and in my in my point being the grand the grand final, he Nathan Cleary had his head on a swivel. Yeah, fair. Cameron Munster was just just like blinkers on down the straight. He yeah. was he was. Gone. I think big game big game situations. I'd a hundred percent have Munster because he is a big game player. Like, you know, you look at origin as well. Nathan clearly really went missing in the grand final in origin. Obviously we talked about that at uh, episode one. Um, one. Yep. But yeah, I think, I think if Cameron Smith doesn't come back, um, I think it's Munster's uh, team really. I think it's his opportunity to really step up and yeah, I, I reckon Dalian best player in the NRL end of the season. What do you think? Clock? 
What are your thoughts, mate? Oh, he, he's arguably the best player in the rugby league at the moment. What he, what he did with Queensland there, obviously, just wherever he goes, he runs a show. Mm. Like, absolutely. You don't have Cameron Munster there. No, sorry, not Cameron Munster. You don't have um, Cooper Cronk at the Storm there, so Cameron Munster takes over the show. Like he he did look. A little I thought rough. he would. I thought he would have dealt really, really badly with the loss of uh, Cooper Cronk when, when he left. But the way he held himself and the way he held the team, I still think he's carrying that team. I think he is above Cameron Smith in that team. Mate, yeah, the, the fact that they have um, uh, who's their their five eight um, Jerome, Jerome Hughes. Hughes. They have Jerome Hughes. He's playing. He's playing in the seven now. Yeah, so you have got Cameron Munster in the six and, and Jerome Hughes. At he halfback. has been a fullback. He came through the under twenties in the Cowboys. He's always been a fullback. I don't think he's ever played in the halves. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but it, the fact that he – like Melbourne are just slaying teams. They're absolutely putting teams to the sword with a fullback at halfback and Munster running the show. Just goes to show – That's how that's how good Beliak is where he can sit there and he can turn a fullback into a, into, into a halfback. Yeah. Do, do, and, Jerome, and Jerome Hughes does it very well too. Yeah. He, oh, they, they've, they've simplified a halfback position that much that Jerome Hughes – he literally they, – they, this is the thing about Melbourne. This is the thing about Melbourne is that they have – They've they've simplified rugby league so much that all when Hughes gets to that ball, he looks up and all he does is think, run or kick. That's it. That's 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 Hughes' job. He just has to look up and see that, and and he does whatever he decides to do. And it's crazy. It's crazy that Melbourne have the ability in players to be able to do that. Yeah, and so so do you like obviously with Harry Grant, um, you know, taking that number nine spot and um. Ah, oh, where have they got? Do we think? Do we think Brandon Smith might leave Melbourne at some point during the year? Well, I no, I, I think he'll stay there for this year, and then he'll look elsewhere for next year. Obviously, because Harry Grant, he'll stay there for a long time. The, the thing about very much, very much gone quiet. Hey, yeah, that, like yeah. He, that, that kind of. The talk. thing about um, Brandon Smith is he's he has had opportunities, but he hasn't capitalized or made himself look like a bona fide. Hooker and the fact that he but plays, the thing is he's, he's, he's a utility yeah, player. Like yeah. he, he plays well at dummy half, but he is—he's a really good lock yeah, too. That's and that's that's he's his, just, he just knuckles down, runs a ball, and he gets the ball yeah, over the line. That, that's the his, wins. yeah, that's his, that's his downfall. He wants to play hooker, but he is that good as a utility player that Melbourne aren't going to want to just. Let well, do you reckon a team will sign him as a as a as a lock? Yeah, no, I think a team will sign him as a hooker. I think that Melbourne have this aura about him where players come out of Melbourne and. And you know he might be on what like three hundred thousand dollars at Melbourne a year. Someone will pay seven hundred thousand for Brandon Smith, and he, he hasn't played that many first grade hooker games. Yeah, you know, and it's quality. Yeah, and and just coming out of Melbourne, just players. Like, and how often do you see players go elsewhere and do anything good? But the thing is, is that wouldn't the Storm want to try and keep him? Obviously, because he's a representative player. But why, dude? How many how many rep players? Melbourne don't care about rep players. I don't think. I don't think they care what rep honors you have. No, yeah, but for someone, look, for they, someone, they, who's, they, someone who's not a starting hooker has been named as starting hooker for New, uh, for the um, Marys. Yeah, who who else are you going to pick in New Zealand as a hooker? Dan Levi. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> That's a lie. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he's he's uh, like Aboriginal though. He's played for the All Stars. No, he put, no, no, Dan no, Levi no. is Kiwi. Yeah, yeah, is yeah. They both yeah. play for the Maori All Stars. Ah, uh, right. That's probably where I'm yeah. from. Well, um, so where you boys got them finishing at the end of the 2021 season? Collectively, second. First? 
Second. Oh, he's picked the, he's picked the bunny first. We all know who Lachlan's picked for first. <laughs> oh, bro, as long as Lachlan Mitchell, Abby's good, we'll be fine. Easy, boys. You know who's coming oh, first. Oh, God. Yeah, <laughs> hey, mate, look, to come out of the news today that they're um, pressuring Reynolds with a less than favourable deal for him, mate, so he might walk. You might come to the Broncos. Come to the Broncos, mate. He will never Adam walk, mate. Listening. Come to the Broncos, he, please. He will never walk. He's a, obviously a Rabbitohs junior. He's been there his whole life. He won't leave. Oh, here's a plug for you. So if for all the podcast listeners out there and, and for you boys as well too, if you guys haven't listened to the Bloke in the Bar podcast with Nathan Merritt, give that a listen this week. Just a plug for, for our old Kempy there. But hey, Nathan, Nathan that, Merritt actually. He's a cracker player. Nathan Merritt, man, just go listen to that podcast on the throughout the week and get back to me and see what you think. It, oh man, he might actually be the last decent bunnies player to be honest with you. you kidding well, me? I mean, we, have, we, haven't, we haven't had that's, any... uh, that's very arguably. We, um, I don't know. I feel what like you mean? Got Sam Burgess. Oh, Sam Burgess, come on, Greg Inglis. Oh uh, yeah, you know what? He faked he faked medical retirement so he can go play in the in the Super League. That's how badly he hated the bunnies. Well, we actually tried to fake the medical retirement so buddy Okay, so go there for a season then come back to the oh, oh, no. So Josh Josh, you've got to fit got him finishing first. Yeah, absolutely. Cracker season. Absolutely. I don't think Melbourne won't slow down, mate. Lachlan, you got him finishing second behind the Broncos. Take a walk to the bathroom, Josh. I've got yourself. <laughs> <laughs> right, boys. We'll move on. Um, so pressing on, to, pressing on now to the New Zealand, or ha, ha, is it supposed to be New Zealand? New Zealand Warriors, New, Vodafone New Zealand Warriors, whatever they're called. I don't I, like. I feel like that's a bit silly, but New Zealand Warriors. Um, the boys over the ditch there. Um, f- you know, like I said at the start of the podcast, I feel like they had a really good season despite all the stuff that they had to go through. Obviously, players um, not seeing their families for months on end, ridiculous months on end. For a team that didn't have too many, um, or doesn't have a stacked lineup like you would Melbourne Storm, and they're quite, probably the facilities and all that kind of stuff that you know you could you could easily uplift and, and move around, and no matter where you were, they'd still perform really well. I feel like the Warriors did it the hard way, um, but you know, f- f- you know they've had with um, obviously over the preseason they've had uh, Gus Gould come in as a player representative. He's like he's, a, he's um, like a um, he development. Kind uh, yeah, of thing. I think he's a player development officer. That's what they call him. Yeah, and obviously Nathan Brown um, coming in as the head coach. Um, not me, um, someone else. But you know, with uh, him coming in, I think that you know, obviously he's probably ruffled the feathers of some people already with you know not allowing his his um his stars or players to go over and play in the uh, Maori All Stars game um that's kind of ruffled a couple of feathers there i i agree with it i think that um you know there's a lot to be done at the warriors and with him coming in as the head coach and and if he was to allow that i don't think the the sights aren't set on the on the nrl season they're set on a exhibition game even though you know fair enough i'm not taking away from the all-stars game it means a ton to a lot of people in the nrl um and to be able to represent their you know their heritage and their and their nations and things like that but um, you know the Warriors have got a lot to work on. You know, you know over the preseason, and you guys will probably touch on it in a second. You know, big RTS Roger Tuivasa, oh, their captain, boy. the bloke that they, that pretty much you know held them up last year, leaving at the end of twenty twenty one onto um, the Blues, that fairy that fairy sport that you know apparently he's played in heaven, which is definitely not true. Um, was signing with the 
Auckland Blues, yep. I believe yep. it is. The Blues. Yeah. yeah so with abs- him going there, that is a that is that's not just a huge loss for the Warriors. That is a huge loss NRL, for the NRL, yeah. man. Absolute is, tragedy, man. Absolutely. We spoke we spoke about it last year. He was, you know, he's top probably top three fullbacks in the I game. I think he is. Top two. I reckon he's the best fullback in the game. Without a hundred percent, dude. Look at the look at the stars, right? The stars around Tedesco, right? Look at look at all the players. He's got a top flight, qual, uh, you know, quality quality team around him. But the fact that RTS can put up the same numbers and have the same impact in games, hands down, Fair two bars a shake. Fair Best fullback in the game, yep. man. Not. I think they've um. Obviously, we're not, you know, yeah, he, we're going to, the NRL and the Warriors are definitely going to miss him. And I think that the Warriors are going to, oh, it's, it's going to be extremely, extremely hard to fill his boots. Right. They've um, they've already um, identified Scott Drinkwater from the Cowboys as a fullback that's replacement. That's like a kick in the dick, really, well, isn't it? Well, look, he, <laughs> he's a, um, he's a, Scott Drinkwater is a decent, um, a decent caliber player. For a young dude, but he's no two of us a check, man. Yeah. It's, well, like, he, he, yeah. he's like... What about Alex Johnson? No, dude. Fuck, what, what do you mean? He, the only reason he's any good is because they they had to hand him the ball in the last round of last season, so he got the top try score list, you dirty <laughs> Pinch it off like my boy Felt. because Carl Felt was in the running. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What's his song? I'm going to um, hand around, turn around and hand him the ball? Shit. Come on. Hey, and you turn your trials like a man. <laughs> um, you know, looking at their recruitment, though, um, I don't think they've lost too many stars in their squad. Wait, I think they've only just gained. Man. They've gained experience. They've, they've One of the man. biggest ones there, and, and Josh, you're probably about to touch on it, is Adam Fanua yeah. Blake. That is a massive um, in for uh, the Warriors. They've lost a lot of players. The Warriors have lost yeah. a lot of yeah, players. They have, they Adam Blair is retired. Gerard Beal retired. Lachlan Bird is one of the Cowboys. Gross. Isaiah that's three. Bari, three like that's three like losses. No one's gonna. No one's gonna care about. to the Titans. He played know. some really good footy for the Warriors yeah. there. Isaiah Papali he's too. He's a he's a great young second rower yeah. as well. Ignatius Parsi as well. Um, Adam Kieran. He he's kind of a sort of not really. Um, and Levau Harpulu. I think they're all. You know, it's not the the hard thing is is, is they're not. They weren't top flight quality players. It's not like you know they're the best players in the Warriors, but they were good young talent. And that's, hard. that's hard. I feel like Adam Blair reached his peak and he retired at the good time, like the right what time. What do you mean? You're kidding. Adam Blair you had, had his peak him. since he played for the Tigers. No, I reckon. I reckon the way he worked, like he was, a, he was a workhorse. No, he was not. Dude, he was a. He, dude, was he a, got in trouble. He got. Tr- he got in trouble. I think it was at the Broncos or might have been at the Warriors. I can't remember where it was. He made like ten meters in a game. No, but the, the way he makes ta- – like, he's, he's defensive. Right. defensive he, okay, uh, defensive. Attitude. attitude. He's, you know what his defensive attitude is? Just dog shots. Dog shot every single half you Dude, can you're find. looking at Adam Blair, not fucking Tavita Pangai Jr. Adam, Adam <laughs> Blair was the original dog shot artist. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Tavita Pangai Jr. learned it off Adam Blair. Yeah, so no, Adam Blair was the OG. Then he yeah, passed it on to buddy Jadweer Hargreaves and – Tavita Pango Jr. Adam Blair, Adam Blair leaving the Warriors is a gain for the Warriors. No, yeah, I don't think it is. I don't think it is. Like it's a loss. It's a loss in this, and it's a loss in the um the kind of um with like experience. I think that that that's a pretty decent loss. You know, he's he's up there. He's a he's a big bay. He's played big games and he's been in big and you know big games and he's you had that experience there in that side of things. For me, like I've got the Warriors finishing twelfth. Um, I think that 
a lot of the yeah they they're up here they're over in Australia now um you know early getting you know they've got their some of their families over here which is a good thing but I just don't think that the that whole spirit of last year and being able to kind of put it up against other teams is going to be there this year um I think that Roger Tuivasa-Shek and his kind of intimate like imminent retirement from NRL or or exit from NRL, should I say, sorry, um, is going to hurt the Warriors big time. I think that um, that, they'll probably take that a little bit personally. Um, I'd like to hope they don't. I'd like to hope they'd kind of keep it, you know, under wraps and they want to play for him and get him, you know, get him into the finals at the end of the year. But like, you know, looking at Cody Nicarima and Chanel Harris Tavita, they're both young halves. They're not, they're not lighting the NRL on fire and they're only gaining, you know, knowledge as they go along. I think they're getting better with time, especially Chanel um, Harris Tavita. I think he's getting better and better. But um, and you know, their combinations towards the end of the year there was were, were quite good. They were, you know, they were kind of in, uh, once Blake Green left the Warriors, I think it kind of added that extra kind of uh, license for the two boys to kind of do their thing and play the natural football that they play. Um, I think one of their, their best pickups is of, uh, Bailey Sirinan. Oh, yeah, right, he's a he's from the Bunnies. I'm just saying, dude, that, like, I was actually really upset when I found out that he was leaving the Bunnies. Like, you see these players, they perform all year, and you get the likes of, say, yeah, Liam Knight, um, don't perform whatsoever, and Bailey Sheeran comes out each game, puts his heart on the line, and does everything he can, they release him. Yeah, yeah, but like, the thing is, the thing is, all right, okay. So this is this is what my, is it a boys club? No, yeah, this, this is the issue that I have is yeah, guys can come out and they can have heart and that sort of thing, but if they aren't listening to coaches or cu- like club direction, if they aren't, um, you know, sometimes they just don't fit the right mold for what a club needs. You can what? So so you got to you have to be a brown nose and no, suck up your coach no, no, you don't, you don't play some shit footy. No, not win a premiership. No, but then someone okay. that comes out, a little bit of a rebel. Play some really good footy for the team. Yeah. Okay. No. 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 So. So I know what you mean. I know what you mean. He might be a good football player, right? But what I'm saying is, okay, a club will identify. They don't want all. Okay. You know, real rough nugget second rowers. That's the thing. They don't want all that. You want some tall, rangy blokes. You want some stocky blokes. You know, you want guys different shapes, different molds, that sort of thing, right? Liam Knight, for example, is a different mold. He's tall. He's rangy. Hard to tackle. Maybe has an offload in him hard every now and then. He's actually pretty easy to tackle. He runs a ball yeah, quite easily. Yeah, yeah, but that's it's not what I'm talking about. What I'm saying is they're looking at a body shape, right? And then you've got you know like. You know, you've got other guys within that team that are different body shapes. You look at you look at any Ford pack in the NRL. You know, everyone looks different. Everyone's different shapes, different size, that sort of thing. Bailey Sirian is a second rower, right? But he's not in the mold of a second rower anymore. A second rower is tall. They're looking for tall second rowers. They're looking for um, uh, Sean Lane, a Sean Lane kind of second rower, right? So Bailey Sirian doesn't fit that mold anymore. It doesn't fit into what the next generation of rugby league teams are going to look like. And he might have all the talent in the world, but they've got no spot for him. That's the hard thing. And and it's like 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 we said before, right? Is are you going to hold back all the talent to your team because you don't want other teams to get it? And this guy's going to hate fucking being there. He's going to hate sitting on the sideline not getting any game time. Or are you going to release this guy and let him go and play some football somewhere? You know? Yeah. Well, I I give him a starting spot and release really Yeah, people. but the thing is is, is is there's not a starting spot for him though. He doesn't fit the mould of what the coach wants, right? The coach yeah. wants a specific type of player. If he's yeah, not... Bennett just needs to die. Where have you got the Warriors finishing in 2021? Uh, I don't know. I think, I think 
the loss of uh, RTS is going to be a massive shock on the team. They'll probably try and obviously go out on a high with the season, but I think they're going to finish thirteenth. Thirteenth. Yeah. Is that like the third team that you've yeah, like so. listed as thirteenth? I think it's. I think. No. I think so far, Lockie's team of prediction has gone bunnies first, Melbourne second, every other team thirteenth. <laughs> They've all just miraculously tied on 13th. <laughs> like, Bang, everyone, everyone draws, draws, yeah, draws, they're, draws. All, they're all tied on 13th. Oh, um, Josh, where have you okay, got finishing, mate? Um, I think, I think the, the influence of Todd Payton can't be understated what he did at the Warriors last year. To be able to get those, by, you know, get those boys in, all cloaked away from family, get them playing some decent football. You know, in, in a season where they could have been excused for not playing football at all, you know, just giving up. Um, I think the NRL has a lot to um, – they, they they owe a lot to the Warriors for what they did, what they gave up last year. Um, and, but unfortunately, I don't think they'll be able to do that this year. I think it's an, there's an emotional mental toll that, um, you know, that, that took its toll, you know, took part of the club um, last year. Um, and I don't think they're going to be able to replicate that this year, especially with Nathan Brown coming in, who isn't – a man manager, he's a rebuild like a rebuilder coach, right? So yeah. he's going to come in. He's not going to be as personal as Todd Baton may have been. He might be a completely different style of coach, and those guys in that club might not reciprocate that. So I don't think Nathan Brown will rebuild that club. I don't think it'll be this year. Um, and I have them finishing fifteenth. All right. Do you think that uh? Obviously, because they're based in Tamworth now, that emotional toll is going to take another toll yeah, on the team. Yeah, 100%, dude. 100%. They're yeah. going to struggle this year, man. The big time. Cool, boys. We'll we'll, um, we'll leave it, the, the teams there. There are predictions for the 2021 season. Um, so next week, for the next episode, episode four, um, we'll, ha- we'll be chatting about – give me two seconds. While I bring these teams up, we've got the Newcastle Knights, the, New, the North Queen – Jesus, the North Queensland Cowboys, the Parramatta Eels, and the Penrith Panthers – um, those four teams, we've got some pretty decent ins and outs, and, and, and it'll be interesting to see where, where everyone thinks those boys, those teams will finish. Um, but that's pretty much it for the podcast, gents. Uh, anything to say before um, before I, we uh, um, leave it there? One last question for both of you. Go on. Go. Should obviously the loaning of players still be a thing in the NRL? 100%. I totally agree with it. As long, as long, but the, the thing is that it's that's a COVID thing. If it If it's... If there's other grades, so if there are other two grades, under-20s, you know, Rezies, you know, Queensland Cup, uh, Intrust Super Cup, whatever it might be, if they're still playing, no. But if they're um, – if because they'll be playing in those grades, they'll be still be playing against some NRL players and people coming through and it'll keep their skills up. But I don't think that it'll be uh, – like I don't think it'll be a thing in the future unless COVID really hits. Yeah, I, I agree exactly what Nathan said. I think I think while they don't have any team to go back and play for at the moment and gain some quality footy experience, I think the only reason they had the loan, correct me if I'm wrong, the only reason they had the loan period um, was because the Warriors, they were, they were worried that they weren't going to have the ability to be able to field teams. So that's why they were able to yeah. loan players. I think it was a mix of that and the fact that they can't go down, down grades to play and continue to keep that match fitness up if they wanted to come back into the teams. Yep. That's it, boys. So that's it for the podcast for this week. Um, I hope everyone really enjoyed that potty. I thought that it was um, it was good to have you know a good chat about everything. Obviously, we'll get back into it next week. But um, anything, any last words, boys, to finish it off? Stay fresh and stay frosty. <laughs> oh, <I did. laughs> stay fresh. Look at it. 
Yeah. yeah. Links, links Africa, baby. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah, no, nah, thanks. Right, thanks. guys. We'll, I will, um, oh. we'll see you guys all uh, next week for the podcast. Thanks for listening, fellas. Sun called